This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl, and my guest this week is Asiana Ponciano. Asiana is the Strategic Talent Leader, Employee Voice and Engagement at Hawaiian Airlines. Asiana, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Thanks, Nick. Mahalo for having me. Yeah, you are welcome. Hey, one thing that I ask every single guest is this. uh, What's one thing that people might not know about you? Well, um, considering I work for an airline, I actually never traveled internationally before I started with Hawaiian 10 years ago. You know, I'm an island girl born in raised on Oahu through and through. The most I've ever traveled was, you know, to the mainland, what we call the continental U.S., the mainland. And so my first trip out of the country was uh, to Fukuoka, Japan. And we flew there. I flew there on our inaugural flight. I was uh, tasked to do social media content. And it was so exciting just to, like, go through the process of getting my passport and getting it kind of rushed because you had to get on this flight. Um, And so I'm forever grateful for uh, Hawaiian Airlines and the job I have today. And now, you know, I've been to many, many other countries and I've, I've definitely caught the travel bug. Yeah, that is that's really cool. Uh, so as an island girl, uh, what's one recommendation that you would give my listeners when they get to Hawaii? Well, right now, considering we're uh, in the midst of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, my my realistic um, piece of advice right now at this point in time would to just be to um, understand all of the COVID-19 updates, especially when it uh, when it comes to uh, traveling to Hawaii. Um, Luckily, Hawaiian Airlines has all of that information on our website at hawaiianairlines.com slash coronavirus. Um, But in general, I'd say um, to my friends and my families and anybody coming to visit Hawaii is to um, actually wear reef safe sunscreen um, because you want to help our reefs and help the fishes and all the uh, wildlife that's in our ocean. But, you know, at the same time, like when you have that reef safe sunscreen on, um, make sure you're, you're visiting as many beaches as you can while you're here, especially, you know, on where an Island chain, there's um, you can probably find a new beach every day. Um, (laughs) So I reef safe sunscreen. There you go. Hey, that's some solid advice right there. So, um, you know, first up, Thanks. congratulations on the new role. Um, the new role is now the Strategic Talent Leader of Employee Voice and Engagement at Hawaiian Airlines. Uh, tell me more about what you do in your current role. Yeah. So, um, as a Strategic Talent Leader, there's um, a few of us in our HR organ or department that's kind of seen as our internal consultants. We're we're the thought partners for our leadership to solve some of the more tougher um, problems or hurdles with their talent and with you know and with that comes you know issues around retention, uh, compensation, 
performance um, evaluation. And in my in my area, it's really um, listening to the employees. So employee surveys, measuring employee engagement, and using that data to formulate action steps to um, increase engagement to to address where maybe. Um, where employees feel that they're needing a little bit more support. And so really, um, I'm super excited because the team that um, I'm in moving away a little from service and direct delivery of service to our employees is now tackling the larger problems, the the um, ones that may take a little bit more to implement. But once we do, it's um, the real return on investment, I think, with any uh, with within HR. So um again like stepping into this role was a result of our reorg many companies you know this year had to uh undergo restructuring um, workforce adjustments um and so it it really accelerated a vision of our uh our senior vice president um you know wanting to elevate hawaiian airlines hr into more of a partner for leaders to um get the most out of our our employees, support them, treat them with aloha. Um, and so, you know, it was one of these things happenstance. I kind of moved away from what I used to be doing, which was overseeing our employees. Um, but I, I, it really touches into what I wanted to do and explore, which is how can high employee engagement um, and satisfaction lead to customer satisfaction? And, um, you know, and so the correlation between those two, I think kind of uh, coalesce in my new role and I'm, I can't wait to, ex to explore what, you know, what we can do with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. It's uh, employee experience equals uh, and has that direct correlation to to the customer experience. So uh, great insight from your leadership yes. to, to see that in, in, and provide you with that opportunity. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about was uh, this sentence, and I want you to explain uh, what this means, is Hawaii flies with us. Yeah, so Hawaii flies with us is our, it's our tagline. Um, some of your listeners may have heard of it on, on some of our uh, TV and um, online spots, but, you know, it really um, speaks to our, our goal when it comes to, um, you know, we strive to be the number one carrier serving Hawaii. Um, and to do that in order to do that, we, we, we think to our guests that that feeling you have when you're in Hawaii, when you land, you just transform, right? You, the stress leaves your body, you, the, all the senses are awakened. And so that um, experience we want to Hawaii. So we want to bring that with us, you know, um, in wherever we, we fly and what we do. So, I mean, this kind of comes into like, um, little touches in our in-flight experience. Um, Hawaii and that uh, inspiration of the island is woven throughout that experience. You know, when you're stepping onto our plane, you hear Hawaiian music, you see on our, um, our seatback entertainment and our digital screens, um, Hawaiian musicians performing in, um, 
you know, scenic areas across the island chain. Um, our meal service, our first class meal service designed by um, local talented chefs that, that use um, local ingredients or inspired by the recipes that are special to people here in Hawaii. Um, and then, you know, I think it's not only what we do, but it's how we treat people. Um, many of our employees are either from Hawaii, live in Hawaii, love Hawaii. So they, I often have heard conversations in the, while flying um, between our guests and our flight attendants and talking about, you know, what's your favorite place to go? Where are your favorite beaches? Um, what should I try first? when it comes to food and you talk to anybody that works for Hawaiian Airlines they'll give you like their top five and so it's for for um, you know being from Hawaii and sharing that with others and so like that's why we say Hawaii flies with us mm. yeah that's it's really cool because um, when you make it to Hawaii um, you know I, I've had the ability to, to make it there and, and, you know, it was probably really, really late at night and the sun was already starting to go down, but you can hear the water. We were, we we're eating right on the beach. And, and that was my first experience mm. uh, right there is, is seeing the oh, sunset, nice. hearing the waves and, and, and eating um, uh, Hawaiian foods. And um, so hearing you say that I can, I feel um, what I experienced uh, when I first landed. So um, it, it's a great right. representation. Oh, great. Yes, I can hear. I mean, like all the, the senses overload, like, right, the <laughs> the sounds, the sights and the tastes. We also like, that's exactly what we strive for when we're designing our, uh, some of our product and some of our service. It's like, what as many senses can we touch upon um, to give that experience of Hawaii to our guests? Yeah, that's very neat. Um, so Hawaiian Airlines recently rolled out new vision and values. Uh, tell me more about that. Yeah, you know, we just celebrated our 90th anniversary last year, and it was such a, um, a, a, a moment of pride and celebration for all of our employees, many of whom have been with the company, you know, um, decades, 30 years, um, and to celebrate our 90th anniversary was such a feat. And so to to kind of push us into the next 90 years, our CEO, Peter, Peter Ingram, revealed um, our new vision during an, uh, uh, an employee luau. Um, and the vision, our new vision is, um, and I'm quoting here, to connect people with aloha. And, you know, this is kind of a departure from our former, former mission, which was, you know, much more, I think, rooted in like, our, you know, literal um, mission as a business, you know, it spoke to being, of course, a prosperous airline and the top choice for travelers when coming to Hawaii. And so what Peter said was that this new vision is a recommitment to what makes us special and our new value um, and our new values outline what makes our airline special um, because it does come down to describing the behaviors of our people, of the people who work for us and, um, and the destination we serve. So, you know, this value, which is just really, very simple to connect people with Aloha, uh, it, it's innate in all of us um, here at, at Hawaiian Airlines, but saying it, you know, as our vision, it kind of reconnects us to that purpose. And if we follow through on that, then, you know, our, our mission as being a proper prosperous airlines will, will come because that's why people come to, 
choose Hawaiian Airlines because it's that something that intangible, right? That they can't describe. It's just, oh, it's how I feel when you like talk to a gate agent or flight attendant or when I touch down in Hawaii and, you know, and so um, that is our new vision. And I'm really excited because it kind of anchored me through this year of turbulence, um, you know, just to understand like, what are we doing and how can I feel connected? And it's just that idea of connecting people to aloha, which is a big word. Um, many meetings, but it, it, it encompasses, yeah, I think, the people of Hawaii. It's just that being caring and kind and doing right by others, um, you know, and all of those great uh, attributes that kind of help you dictate how you want to be in, in not only at work, but in general. So yeah, that's our new vision. And I'm really excited that Peter uh, and, you know, the leaders have have come up with that. And I feel like as an employee, it, it helps me throughout my day too, to just remind me what, what we're here doing um, here at Hawaiian. Yeah, I, I love that, the connect people to, to Aloha. Um, and, and to continue to connect people to Aloha, you have these four words that are Hawaiian words um, that kind of align with, with your values. Um, can you break those down for me? For sure. Um, and, you know, I think it's also like a little bit of a language um, class for your listeners. Um, mm -hmm. But and that's also a language class, I think, for uh, for uh, many of our uh, employees as well. So I'll go over those. But it, it actually does break down into translate into very um, basic behaviors. So I think, you know, it's still tangible, even though the word itself may be foreign. So the first word is malama. And that's Hawaiian for care or to care. And it really speaks to, um, to caring for others, uh, and to caring about the people and the places we serve, and to personally commit to their well being. Um, and so Malama is actually something in HR, right? We definitely believe in because we're caring for the people, our clients, our, our people, our employees. And so day in, day out, we remind ourselves of Malama. Um, the second word is Ho'okipa, and that translates to hospitality. Um, and it's to be genuine hosts, welcoming people into our home with warmth, gratitude, and with full hearts. And this comes to the core of our our service. We like to, um, we often say um, we deliver authentic Hawaiian hospitality and in Hawaiian that's ho'okipa. And so when we, you know, I, I used to uh, manage our consumer affairs office, which was um, dealing with, you know, when things were rough, rough and rocky or in, and our guests would come back to us and not happy. It's really, you know, making sure that we treat everyone as if they're guests in our home. Um, it's that that um, that warmth that we should be delivering to people. And so that's core. I think that's very, very core to our service. It, it's core to um, what differentiates us again from other carriers. Uh, the third word is lokahi, and that means collaboration. And so, you know, to come together in harmony and, and we're always seeking a, a better, uh, better ways to succeed as a team. So, you know, Teamwork. I mean, here in Hawaii, we have um, canoe paddling. Outrigger canoe paddling is a very uh, popular water sport, and we often use that as a, uh, a metaphor for our teamwork. We're all in one canoe paddling uh, individually, but 
going into the same, you know, going into the same direction in the same direction. And so Lokahi speaks to that collaboration this year. Oh my God, more than ever, we had to collaborate cross-functionally um, with other departments within our department. And so uh, Lokahi is very important to our success. And then finally, Po'okela, which means excellence. Um, and it's to strive for excellence and, you know, competing to thrive. So we, we've had to compete to thrive. We're carriers coming in to our market, you know, we had Alaska, we have Southwest. Um, and, you know, we like to say, whatever we're doing, we're competing to thrive, which we're, we're always striving for excellence. And so it kind of speaks to a lot of um, what we do here uh, at Hawaiian when it comes to just trying to push ourselves in it when it comes to innovation, testing new ideas. And, you know, if it doesn't work, do a reiteration process, try it, try it again. And there's just that constant drive to excel because if, if we're doing that, then we're competing to thrive and carrying our carry, you know, carrying Hawaiian Airlines into the next 90 years. So those are our four values. It, it's a lot to unpack with Hawaiian language. There is a lot to unpack in like a single word, but I think it does speak to just um, simply four characteristics or behaviors um, that you know, employees that all of us really have within us, um, but just to be able to identify, def, de, uh, identify those behaviors and work at it or um, celebrate it when we're we're doing when we're doing that, and we, we see all of us um, kind of embodying those those behaviors. And this year, I feel like we definitely did just to come together as a family and and you know, um, and live our values. Yeah, I I, I highly doubt that. Uh, my listeners thought that they were going to get a Hawaiian uh, word word class, but um, I think it was it's 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 deep, uh, and I love the fact that you guys are using um, Hawaiian words uh, to to break that down for your values. So just for recap on on the what they mean, uh, I'm not going to embarrass myself on trying to uh, enunciate them at this time, but maybe the next time uh, we'll have a conversation. But it, it's care. It's hospitality, it's collaboration, and it's excellence, correct? Yes, yes, okay. yes. And so do you line like key performance indicators from each word? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I mean, we it's a relatively new rollout. I mean, new um, set of values and our vision, you know, a roll out uh, late last year and we were going to just really do a full this year we were planning to do in-person training for our our managers and 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 making sure that it was going to go all the way through to the our frontline employees and we we are um adjusted trying to do those virtually and just integrated into our communication um you know i think since it's uh relatively new we haven't say on our score card tied to our values um, but some of our core metrics you know like net promoter score or or on-time performance um, those can if you think about it can be tied to our values um, net promoter score is a reflection of our hospitality ho'okipa our on-time performance is a reflection of our um, drive to excel for excellence um, you know like po'okela and, you know, and I think we're going to eventually tie it much more um, clearly uh, to our values. Um, but, you know, from a, a step lower to that, we in our um, 
our employee performance development plans. There are expectations to um, develop and and work on core competencies and each employee has you know core competencies to work on and so those core competencies are tied to our our values and you know we can um and and every year we just kind of list out um which values maybe we want to work more at or develop and build smart goals around that so um i think it, it did does start with the people and and making sure that we all too feel uh, like we can stand behind the values. So in our performance development plans is where we're starting to hopefully um, establish uh, those set of four values into our annual review. And we're looking forward to that. I think we're, th that's something actually my team is working on, uh, another strategic talent leader who oversees our performance development plan, uh, our program. He's kind of being tasked with incorporating our values into, uh, into that. Yeah. I, I love how you, how you do that when you align their values with, with the employee, um, development, because, uh, there are so many organizations that have siloed information and it could just be siloed departments that have tasks from each department maybe not have the, the overall holistic, uh, need, but you're taking your values and pushing them through that employee development. And I think that's crucial. So congrats on that. Thanks. Um, so, you know, we talked a lot about change already, but of course, in 2020, um, this has been the, the longest decade of our life, but um, uh, every company was forced <laughs> yes. to change, right? During the pandemic. So how did Hawaiian Airlines adapt yeah, you know, we actually, our corporate communications team um, wrote a series of blog posts uh, called Changing the Course about this exact um, topic because they had seen um, a lot of individuals come together from different departments um, and just address the, the unprecedented challenge we were faced with, um, you know, not only, I mean, just the airline industry in, as a whole. So um, we, for example, one of these examples of changing the course or how we, you know, had to become agile and innovative was one of our sales directors, she stepped out of her normal job, her day to day to lead a team dedicated to addressing issues tied to business agility, commercial initiatives, marketing communications, and among other things. So early on this group, so it was kind of a committee. Um, it was a committee formed uh, by different representatives across the organization led by the sales director. And one of the big problems they had to tackle um, relatively quickly was, you know, in the beginning of the year, uh, our routes were, were going to start to pause. Um, and so the, the, sh the temporary closures of our Auckland, Brisbane and Sydney routes posed logistical challenges and, and so many considerations that one department or one team could not handle by themselves and definitely had to break the silos down, right? And so she led this team and there were other uh, 
issues that came up that this uh, team had to work through and provide, um, you know, manage it from a, a project standpoint, address all the concerns that were being raised from different departments. And so uh, she definitely um, had to step out of her, her normal day to day um, and get this job done. And then another example of agility was, again, early on, um, you know, like uh, many other, um, like what we were doing in the US and many other countries were doing, were shutting down. And so our contact center in the Philippines was significantly impacted by their shutdown of Metro Manila um, mm -hmm. due to the rising cases of COVID-19. And, you know, our call center, the agents could not come in to Metro Manila to go to work. And our staffing was dramatically uh, impacted. It took a hit. And this was coming right when our guests were calling. They wanted to change their flight. They wanted to cancel. There was a lot of confusion, a lot of concern. So the call volumes were, you know, through the roof. And so our customer contact group had to very, very quickly pivot and they stood up a pop-up call center here at our corporate office um, and it was staffed by employees here who some of whom had to take a crash course in our reservations ticketing system you know they've never you know had to really normally interact with our guests um, over over phone um, or email and so you know, they they stood up this pop up call contact center or call center, staffed it with employees who volunteered for this job, as well as um, not only corporate office employees, but our customer service agents from the from our Honolulu station came over, and who are whizzes at of course our ticketing system, and stepped in and took calls. And so you know, our main objective there was really just to attend to our guests to make them feel like they were being heard, you know, and, and we were taking care of them. Um, and I think that was such a great example of pivoting and coming together um, to solve a problem as our contact center, you know, um, kind of had to deal through their, their country's shutdown. Um, we stabilized now the pop-up center, pop-up call center is no longer, but I think just to know that we could do it, mm -hmm. um, it was really a, a moment of, of, pride you know and if it, it, it definitely was hard work but at least um it, it it was really cool to see it to see it get done yeah I, I think the one other thing that I my guess is what came out of it is the people that typically don't take that time to to sit or their their full-time role typically isn't the the contact center uh they have a, a deep appreciation for uh, the work that they, that they do. And then maybe on the opposite side of the whizzes who came over, uh, who helped with the uh, reservation side had more of a, a, a deep understanding of, of what, um, what these other people are willing to participate to um, help drive your guys' values. Oh, yes. I mean, I would think I've heard from those who volunteered, um, you know, their renewed respect for our reservations agents. And I think they now know how, how important it is for, for them to do their job, what they normally do with that mindset, um, you know, with the service delivery mindset on, uh, 
and, and making sure that they're attending to kind of seeing all of the questions and concerns that maybe a reservation, reservations agent may have um, while they're building programs or while they're pushing out new products. And then, yeah, the same with our customer service agents coming over, seeing, you know, just interacting with um, different coworkers. I think it just was a it, there was so much other benefits that came from it. I mean, of course, we wanted to make sure we we were um, serving our guests, but we, I think, came out of it as a stronger team, a stronger company. Yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. So um, I could definitely ask and easily ask you another uh, five or 10 more questions, but uh, unfortunately, we'll have to wrap up this episode. But um, I have two questions that I ask every single guest. And, and the first one is, what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year? And then the second one is, if you could leave a note to all the customer service professionals, what would it say? Oh, um, so the... To the first question, the book or uh, the book, um, I think, so this one was, it took me, it got through the um, doldrums of 2020 yeah. and it was, it's actually, uh, it's on YouTube. Taika Waititi is a New Zealand director and he brought together some of his celebrity friends to do a reading of James and the Giant Peach. So it was a series on YouTube and I'm sure you, the, your listeners can find it. And they read James and the Giant Peach by Roald Dahl. Um, and I just felt it was so, it was one of those, every time I tuned in, I, you know, felt like a kid again. Um, I love that story um, about, you know, a kid going through an adventure um, and coming out of it with some new friends. And I just feel like, um, you know, it just helped me kind of get through uh, some of the some of the hard times of 2020, I highly recommend your listeners uh, go and find it on YouTube and just kind of maybe s- and sit and watch it. But, you know, especially if you have children, um, it's it, it was a really well put together presentation of that book. Um, and then to the second question, my piece of advice, and, you know, now that I'm thinking about it through this conversation, uh, um, when it comes to customer service, um, I would have to say to treat people with aloha. And I don't want to say that that's our, you know, Hawaiian Airlines vision, but um, just the concept of aloha, I think is it it gets to the root of, uh, of um, excellent customer service. It's, it's a mix of you know, kindness, caring. Um, there's also this idea of anticipation, anticipating your guests' needs, um, being that host, that that host that you know everyone would love to come to your your home for that dinner party. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody spills on the wine uh, wine on the carpet, you make them feel like it's okay, we got it. And so you can draw out a lot of, I think. Um, characteristics of excellent customer service when you think about the word aloha so I mean coming from Hawaii I think I would have to say like um, you know the philosophy of of aloha can translate into customer service and like just kind of taking a look at that and seeing how your customer service philosophy can pick up some of the themes from that that single word yeah, I, I love that. Um, I, I think that's uh, great advice. What's the best way for my listeners to connect with you? 
Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, Asiana Ponciano on LinkedIn. I'm also, um, I'm on Twitter at Asiana Ponciano, but I'd say, you know, find me on LinkedIn. I'm always uh, happy to chat with others uh, in the customer service industry, if employee engagement now, um, brand storytelling. Um, I love to, what we say in, in Hawaii is talk story. So that's just like, let's chat. So yeah, find me on LinkedIn, Asiana Ponciano. Um, great. So I recommend uh, you connecting with her. Uh, anytime when you feel comfortable with and you make that trip uh, to Hawaii, go with Hawaiian Airlines to uh, feel the way that they connect with Aloha. So thank you so much, Asiana. I really appreciate your time and uh, looking forward to the success that you guys will have here in the future. Thank you so much, Nick. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.